Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Taekwondo Life Magazine's podcast, Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. I am your host, Mark Soroyanis, the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine and a third Don Black Belt. Today we're joined by clinical psychologist Dr. Peter Peering. Dr. Peering is an author, a Taekwondo practitioner, a sports psychologist, a podcast host, and a gentleman that I became acquainted with through his Grandmaster's relationship with my own. Uh, he studies under Grandmaster J.K. Lee, who is a contemporary to my Grandmaster, Grandmaster Y.H. Park. Dr. Peering's book, Master Mental Toughness, was reviewed by our magazine in a prior issue. It is available on Amazon and other places where books are sold. And I was a guest on his podcast talking about my Taekwondo experiences with Taekwondo Life magazine and other aspects of my sports journalism in a prior time. Dr. Peering is a gentleman who works with athletes in and out of Taekwondo to help them overcome barriers, get into peak shape, and achieve their ultimate performance. I suggest you check out his website, igniteyourlife.org, and find out more about how he or someone like him can help you achieve your maximum performance in and out of the dojang. In the way of housekeeping, I have been told that I am remiss in not asking that you please be kind enough to like and subscribe to this podcast and if you feel so inclined to leave a review. I thank you and enjoy Dr. Peter Peering. Okay, so we are talking today with Dr. Peter Peering, uh, a clinical psychologist uh, whose emphasis is in uh, sports psychology. We have uh, a prior relationship and a, some some prior overlap in that uh, we are both practitioners of Taekwondo and our grandmasters have a long-standing relationship. I'll let you talk a little bit about that. And I have had the pleasure to be a guest on your podcast, um, Ignite Your Life, which was a great experience for me and very enjoyable and the feedback was great. And you have submitted an article. Oh, actually, we did a book review of your yes. very important book, uh, Master Mental Toughness. So we've managed to um, not spend a tremendous amount of time together, but I, I'd like to think that the time we spent together was significant. So I'd like to welcome you to our program, and thank you for taking your time to talk to us today. And thank you. I really appreciate the. Uh, re yeah, I really appreciate being a guest on the show. Very good. And do I have all of your um, preliminarily? Did, did I did get all of your credentials correct? I, it all sounded good to me. And you are a. I probably for for our listeners one of the most significant is you are a first don or second don black belt in Taekwondo. I think when we first met, I was a first don, uh, but I am now a second don. 
Well, congratulations. That's wonderful. That's a wonderful, that's a wonderful achievement. So Thank that's, you. I appreciate that. That's great. So tell us a little bit to start out. Tell us a little bit about what it is that you do. What is it? What does it mean to be a clinical psychologist? You know, focusing in the area of sports and and how um, your how your work has um, relevance to our um, folks that that study Taekwondo. As a clinical psychologist, I work in a lot of different areas uh, with respect to psychology, and lots of times that's with chronic mental illness um, and dementia, which uh, are rewarding areas to practice. The hard part about practicing those two areas is oftentimes these people don't get better. Oftentimes they're struggling, and that can really wear on you. So my focus on sports psychology, number one, is why I got into the field. Number two, it's where I find my true passion. And this is where you can really help people achieve their dreams. It's, it's those people that are out there trying to thrive, trying to do the best they can, and it's just inspiring to work with each and every one of them. That's great. That, that, that's great. And um, I know that you are a, as we said, a second on Taekwondo practitioner. For those of us that aren't that familiar with you, is it your interest in sports and achievement that led you into Taekwondo, or is it your uh, practice of Taekwondo that that helped you to focus your concentration in your um, your the practice of psychology? I think there's an intersection between the two, and when, when these two things came together for me, it, it clicked. Um, I came to Taekwondo searching for something because I had lost that, that joy in play, that joy in being physical that I had as a kid as I got older. You have different commitments, you have injuries, you just can't do the things you once did. So I finally, after searching for, for probably several years, found Taekwondo, fell in love with it. Um, the physical aspects of it are just uh, amazing to me, and I really enjoy engaging in that part of it, but it's the philosophy that really spoke to me, and that that psych, that philosophy of action paired together with that psychology of excellence that I've been trying to put together in my own practice for years, just really drilled, really gelled. It's something that spoke to me and that's what fascinates me most about it. Well, that's great. That, that's uh, that's a, it sounds like a great um, synergy. So I, in your day-to-day um, work, uh, is it something that you do from the standpoint of uh, teaching or theoretical, or is it done on a an individual basis where there's individual um, attention to a specific athlete? And as it relates to that, if if that's the case, um, how how does one come to flesh out the goals that they're trying to achieve in working with you? Is that something that you do? Is that something that they do? Is it something that you do together? Most of what I do is one-on-one, working with athletes um, face-to-face. And typically the athlete that I'm working with is college level, high school level, and they're just trying to excel. They're trying to do the best that they can do. On occasion, I work with professional athletes as well. But normally it's this uh, young adult and teenage athlete that I'm working with. And you really find out what they want by talking with them. And you can kind of hash out their strengths, their weaknesses, because sometimes they just don't know. They know they want to be better, but they don't know how to get there. They know there's a huge mental aspect 
to their sport, but they don't know how to tap into it. And that's my job is to, to point them in the right direction, whether that be focusing on things like attention and concentration, um, relaxation, breathing skills, or just good sound goal setting. That's great. That's, that's great. And do you normally find that typically your um, relationship uh, – and, and, again, I, I'm thinking of it in relationship to Taekwondo, which is, you know, people, people walk in a white belt and, they, and you know, they don't, they don't walk out a black belt tomorrow. Is there um, a similar uh, parallel as it relates to the work that you do? Is it, is it something where somebody comes in with a short-term um, idea in mind, or is it, is it ongoing to get them to a, to a certain place, or does it vary from, from person to person? It varies from person to person, but at minimum, what I'm trying to do is, is essentially put them through a sports psychology 101 course, where oftentimes they'll come in with maybe no knowledge, um, or they just have a good idea of their own thoughts and feelings, but they don't know how to change them. So I give them the means to do that. And generally what I do is, as I look at two different areas, there's big picture and little picture. And the psychology of the ex excellence that I've been focused on for so long really helps them in the moment. Um, those skills that they're going to need to excel to make happen what they want to happen on the field of competition. The bigger picture is, I think, where Taekwondo really helped me. Um, that's more your philosophy on life, your philosophy on winning. And the five tenets, courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control, and dominant spirit, just encapsulates everything that I wanted these athletes to know about so that they could do well in life, whether they're failing or succeeding whether they are playing their sport or whether they're away from their sport. It applies to everything. Agreed. I couldn't agree more. And, and um, I want to ask you a little bit, we're, we're going to shift a little bit towards your personal training. Tell me about your training, how it is that you specifically ended up where you are training. Um, and if you can let us know, because again, as I said, you know, folks that, have, are involved with the magazine or, or uh, listen to the podcast know that, that I am with, uh, for, for 30 years now, I'm with Grandmaster YH Park. Um, and tell us about uh, where it is that you train and, and a little bit about uh, how it is that you ended up coming to that particular um, place to, to, to train and, and a little bit about that process. Absolutely. I've only been training for about six years now, but the place I train is called J.K. Lee Black Belt Academy. It's just outside Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It was uh, started and founded by Grandmaster J.Q. Lee, I think about 40 years ago. His son, Master Chan Lee, has expanded the schools. I, I believe where there was one, one or two for several years. Now it's up to six. So that it's a great program. You can go to any school you want to. I spend most of my time in the Pewaukee location uh, studying and practicing with Mr. Jin Lee. And I, I've loved every day of it and working with uh, my fellow practitioners has made a huge difference for me. Well, that's great. And, and, and that is a school that uh, has a, a great reputation uh, for its uh, traditional curriculum um, tempered by its progressive approach towards, um, it, you know, the, the, the training module, which is one of the things that I've always, I've always heard about it. Um, and and they're they're great contributors to the Taekwondo community. And so I think they always, they always they always try to hang on to that tradition, but they really they try to hang on to that tradition, but they really try to infuse modern things as well. 
and they're they're changing the curriculum and they really keep us on our toes. I, I think that that's, that's important, and I think I've experienced something similar uh, with uh, um, Master Edward Park, who, who runs the, the Dojang, the Weish Park uh, Taekwondo Academy Dojang that I train at, and it's a very, very similar. Um, it's, it's, it's a desire to balance um, the retention of traditional things and the things that are really, really important about the perpetuation of Taekwondo and its values, but infusing some of the um, some, some newer things that, that uh, keep it interesting and keep it exciting and keep you uh, wondering what's around the corner in terms of your, your training regimen. So, you, so, you know, you, you don't get bored and there's no fall off in terms of uh, feeling like, hey, I've plateaued. I never feel like I've plateaued when I'm training because there's always something new that we're working on. That's just what they've done at J.K. Lee as well. It's great. There is. So tell me, I, we, we had uh, Eugene Toba, one of our uh, staff writers, had written a great review of, of your book, uh, master Mental Toughness, uh, Insights into Peak Performance Through Modern Day Science and the Ancient Martial Arts. And I know that book has been very well received and very well reviewed. Uh, I was looking at some of the reviews on Amazon prior to speaking, even since the last time that I, I've seen it, um, and, and they're very positive. So tell us, tell us about that. How did, how, did that um, how did that come about? And tell us a little bit about what people can expect and where they can find the book. The interesting thing is it kind of all flows, my podcast, the book, my experience all flows from the same place. Um, I, I believe it really started with my Black Belt Project. You're supposed to chronicle how you've grown, what you've learned through your experience in becoming a Black Belt. And my four-page essay turned into this book. Um, it, just, it just flowed, and I, I felt inspired to write it. Um, that, in turn, turned into the podcast because I interviewed several people for the book, and I found that so interesting, so inspiring, I didn't want to stop. So I continued the interviews with the podcast. And it's really based on my experiences with my classmates, um, what I've learned, and, and trying to pass that on to really the athletes I work with. That's um, a very good point. And the point you um, raise is, is very similar um, because it's the style of black belt testing that you do is very similar to our style. Uh, where there are written components as well as the physical components that I found that even for, for myself that you become, um, you're probably most open, right, in, uh, intellectually and uh, uh, spiritually in a lot of ways at that time because you're so focused and you're, and you're, and you're working so hard and your mind is, is and your body are all, are all growing that you're, and then you sit and you try to put all those thoughts down into your um, your essay and, and, and whatever papers that you're writing about your experience. And it's probably maybe for some of us the first time that we've really had a chance to reflect on the experience and the journey from white belt to, to black belt. So so I, I certainly do understand how that – and I, I, I applaud you for taking that to the next level, taking it from simply the uh, vehicle for, for obtaining your black belt into – uh, a more significant work. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why it's connected with so many people because um, you've, you've, you've really hit on something there. And I think it, 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 again, speaks to the experience. They're not trying to just build people who can kick hard, strike fast. Um, it's really about building a complete character. And, again, you talk about the academic component to it or things outside the, the training mass that are expected of a black belt. 
And they're really, again, trying to develop a complete person. And that's something I wanted to pass on to the athletes I worked with. Well, that's great. That, that, that's great. And, and, and you touched on it. And uh, I, I had said earlier that I had been a guest on your podcast, which was a great experience. Uh, so, so you've managed to um, round out your portfolio of things that you're doing by doing your uh, podcast, which is called um, Ignite Your Life and can be found on all the major platforms for um, podcasts, uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts, um, Google Play, and all of those places. And your ongoing focus on that is generally Taekwondo practitioners or sports practitioners, or does it run the, run the gamut? It's a podcast that's dedicated to athletes, coaches, parents, and absolutely martial artists. Um, I tend to have quite a few martial arts guests on the show. You were one of my guests. I think that was a great episode. Um, I just find inspiration in talking to all these different people, trying to get insights from from one athlete to the next, from one sport to the next. And you find out that really what makes a person excel in, in one area, it's the same qualities, it's the same characteristics that will make them excel in another. And it's just been inspiring for me to talk to and meet all these different people. Some of the episodes that, that stand out in my mind are when I speak to uh, athletes from the, from the armed forces who have been injured and they compete in the warrior games and to hear about their, their injuries and how they've come back from them, what they've had to endure and what they get again, this, this fire in their lives that returns because they're able to compete in the warrior games to me is just a amazing thing to listen to. That is amazing. It's very inspiring. And it, it, you know, I'm a big believer in, in us taking time to reset our perspectives on things. And that is certainly one of the things that when you listen to that episode, you have the ability to put things in perspective, right? We end up um, thinking, wow, I, you know, overcoming some obstacle in the course of my day, whether it be, you know, sitting in traffic or something else is, is a difficult thing to overcome. And then you hear about these folks that are overcoming great, great obstacles to achieve great things. It's, it's, it, you know, I can't do anything but inspire you. And you see that every day on the training mat as well. Sometimes I'll show up to class and I'll have an ache or a pain. And there, there's one specific instance I can think of um, that happened just recently. I was about to kind of complain to someone, let them know how difficult my week was and how sore I was. But uh, a gentleman, someone I, I hold in high esteem, Mr. Sam Ekoff, um, a practitioner, someone who's trained with me for the past four years, he's also an instructor, had recently been diagnosed with cancer. He had been out for several weeks because the radiation treatment was just too much for him to come to train. Um, he'd make it when he could. He didn't have the same color in his skin. You knew he lost a lot of weight. He, he wasn't eating right, but he tried to be there whenever he could. Was there a complaint? No. You'd ask him about how he was doing. He'd say it matter-of-factly, but he always had a, a positive attitude about it. And when someone like that is coming to class and still giving it their best effort every time, it's, it minimizes or just put, really puts everything into perspective. And it's, it's just inspiring when you see that thing, that kind of thing day to day, you don't want to miss it. No, absolutely. Absolutely. It is, it is a great, these are great teachable moments as they, as they say. So I, I, I agree. So for those of us that want to find out, um, you have so many different things that are going on, but for those of us who want to find out more about you, is there a centralized portal with which they can um, read more about you, listen to your podcast, find out about your books, or is it pretty much just by searching your name or what would be the best? And we'll, and we'll, we'll put up links on, on the show notes, 
But what would be the best starting place for people to find out more about you and what it is that you do? They could visit my website. gives you a little bit about my history, um, some information about sports psychology, and that's www.igniteyourlife.org. Other than that, um, you could just search iTunes, Stitcher. That's where the podcast is. The sure. book's on Amazon. So let me ask you in terms of um, somebody who's out there generally not in your area uh, or in your area, but, but not also for those that are not in your area. How would somebody who's a Taekwondo practitioner or sports athlete, a competitor, how would they in their own life make the determination or the assessment that pairing up with a professional of your nature would be beneficial to them? How would they come to that, that conclusion in terms of from your, from your experience? Oftentimes, people come to me only when they're frustrated, when they've plateaued. They, they just feel like they can't progress anymore and they look at themselves and they say well physically it's all there i've got the fundamentals of my sport my technique is there what's holding me back and they often find out that there's this mental aspect to things it's that lack of focus the anxiety the the lacking in confidence and that's typically when people come to me um i love it when someone comes to me when they don't have any issues and they just say you know what i want to be the best i can be I want to refine these areas. There's no real issue right now, but I just want to be better at it. And that's someone who's really thinking ahead. And I love it when that happens as well. That's great. That's great. So that, then essentially what I'm gleaning from it is that perspective, anybody who really wants to do better, anybody who wants to achieve more, that there may be some, some, some level of uh, benefit, that there, be, that there certainly would be some level of benefit from speaking to, to you or somebody who does what it is um, that you do and, and understands uh, sports and performance and competition. Absolutely. If you look at this, again, the physical aspects of sport, you're taught how to throw a ball. You are taught how to dribble a ball. You're taught technique in Taekwondo. But there's much less time spent on how to think and feel about these tasks while you achieve them. And that's what a sports psychologist does. We help you manage your thoughts and your emotions so it's going to help you the most. That's great. That's great. I think that's, that's, that's really a significant thing for people to think about who may say, hey, you know, I, why, what would I need that for? You know, I, I can throw 95 miles an hour. I, ha- I had a good, good game. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Leave that for the, for the other guy. So that's, uh, that, that, that's very helpful, and, and, and I do appreciate it. And I know that um, your work is valuable, and um, I have enjoyed – talking to you and reading your book and listening to your podcast. And I know that our, um, our listeners will as well. And in, in the final minutes, I'd like to uh, get a sense for, from you. What's upcoming for you? What does the next you know, remainder of 2019 look like for you professionally, personally, in Taekwondo-wise? Anything interesting or exciting that you're looking to share um, outside of what we talked about? It's funny. People always ask me, you know, what's next or what are you doing tomorrow? And I never have an answer for them. I'm always busy, but from one day to the next, I really don't know what's going to happen. I just know I'm going to continue training. Um, I continue to love sports psychology. I'll continue to research it. If, if it comes again to this point where I feel I have enough valuable information to, to put other information out there, another book or, or whatever it might be, I'm definitely up for that. Um, there's no specific plan right now, though. I'm just going to keep moving forward and everything I do. 
That's great. That's great. And, and, and you do that at a, at a high level, and, and, and I have great respect for that, and I thank you. So for our listeners, we're speaking today to uh, Dr. Peter Peering, who is an author, who is a clinical psychologist, uh, who is a podcast host, who is a second-on Taekwondo practitioner, uh, and I could go on and on. And he's a valuable – he happens to be a very nice guy, very approachable guy and a very uh, esteemed professional, and I encourage you to check out his um, website, www.igniteyourlife.org, uh, as well as uh, his book, Master Mental Toughness, uh, and any of the other resources that relate to Dr. Peering, and we'll, we'll put those in our show notes. So thank you so much, Doctor, for talking to us today, and I look forward to uh, speaking to you and to keeping up with your uh, progress. Thanks again. I really appreciate being on the show, and uh, it was good to speak with you again. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.